What's up, guys? Welcome back to the EG Pop Thunder with your boy, the young light skin key sweat. And to my left, returning for the 2022 NFL divisional round predictions, my guy Cam's Corner. What's going on, guys? And my guy Flanny has returned at the long hiatus. I'm back. I'm back. What's up? And he is back. And he is the new face of the Rhode Island FC. And that is a that's a crazy story in itself. You are finally allowed to tell the story. We need to know how that even came about. Yeah, it was uh, it was super dope. Uh, I know we joked about it before. Like I, I literally had to sign like an NDA and wasn't able to talk about certain things, which was very weird for me. I'm I'm one who loves to share, especially the good news, right? Uh, but no, it was awesome. It was really something that came together, super organic. Uh, the folks who who were working behind the scenes, Nail Communications, based out of Providence. Shout out to them. Uh, they had the privilege of being able to come up with the crest and colors and the identity of the, the new soccer team that's coming to Rhode Island, uh, which for most folks that don't know, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, the stadium is going to be right in Pawtucket, right on the, uh, the Seekonk River, um, which is next to uh, you know the big apex building you see. If you kind of look over to the right of the bridge, you'll see the construction site, what they're building, everything that's kind of coming together. So super awesome for you know my own backyard to have that, and I think it's going to be super uh, awesome for our community. So it was an honor and a privilege for me to have the opportunity. It, again, it just really fell into my lap. I had a connection with them. Um, they were kind of picking my brain about some aspects of the team just because obviously I'm from the area, from, from Pawtucket, uh, also a big soccer fan. Uh, and then the voice, the, you know, the voiceover for the videos and uh, the, the press conference that I was able to host and some of the other things just really came together organically and fell in my lap. Uh, they you know, had put out the, the audition for the voiceover at Worldwide Casting Hall, the actual voice actors who do this for a living. Uh, and it just didn't feel right to them. It didn't sound right. It didn't feel authentic to uh, to the city and to what they were trying to accomplish. So I had an opportunity to, to, to try it out. And, and they obviously enjoyed it and, and gave me the opportunity to do the voiceovers for both the, the video that kind of explains everything that went into it, the colors, the crest, uh, the identity. Soccer in Pawtucket has gone back to the 1800s. Um, so it's really cool to see that all come together and also just the the unveiling of the team name and the crest and colors, which honestly, candidly, I think are really dope. Uh, I think the colors came together. I think it's a really good representation of the city, of the state, uh, and also just the culture they have there. So that was awesome. Had the opportunity to do the voiceovers, had the opportunity to host a press conference uh, with the two co-founders in Pawtucket and really launch things off. So super excited. They'll begin playing in 2024. Stadium will be ready. Uh, so I'm excited for the city. I think it's going to be really awesome for uh, for the young kids growing up there. You know, I remember being a kid going to McCoy Stadium and you, want, yeah. you know being seven, eight years old and watching like Trot Nixon and those guys come and rehab. Uh, and I, you know, wanted to be a professional baseball player seeing that. So I think it's going to be really cool for the for the next generation in the future to be able to see soccer in their backyard uh, and be able to aspire for something like that. I think it's just it's just going to be awesome for the city and the state. Yeah, I mean, you kind of take that's taking over for the Paw Sox as well. Like that that filling that void yeah. that. You know, just even, uh, hopefully they're doing, like, uh, I'm assuming they will, like, events for, like, the community, like, 4th of July, fireworks, and things along those lines. You know, we kind of lost that with uh, the Paw Sox leaving. Yeah, yeah, and that, I think that's been the biggest void. Like, my mom still lives right across the street from McCoy Stadium, so we literally, from from the front porch, could see, like, the outfield and see the scoreboard and all that. And every 4th of July, 3rd of July, everybody would kind of just come to our house and hang out for the fireworks. So I think we're really missing that uh, in the city and just having that opportunity. So I know, and, and this is one thing I, I, you know, I was telling the folks on the team, I'm like, hey, if you're going to come to the city, if you're going to come to this community, you really have to embrace it. Um, if you don't do that, you're never going to get the buy-in from folks and it's not going to feel natural and organic. So I think you know, being able to talk to the co-founders and the president of the team, they really seem invested in the city as a whole. Um, so their offices are going to be right downtown Pawtucket, which is awesome because uh, I think that's kind of their way of showing like we're really in it and about it. So, so I think as a whole, it ha it's going to be awesome for for the community as a whole. And I just think you know it's an exciting project for me, and I'm excited to see it actually like start to come to fruition, like start to see players, start to see what the jersey's going to look like, what the you know what the gear is going to look like, uh, and kind of all all in all, what it'll encompass. That's that's fire. That's a lot. Do you have anything, Cam? You can hop in at any moment. You have any questions? I mean, I'm just you know fascinated by it. It's kind of cool how everything's coming together like so fast too. Like in the sports industry, things happen like you know overnight sometimes. Yeah. So you know, congratulations to you. I thank mean, you, man. Thank you. Very uh, interested to see like where that takes you. You know what I mean? Because yep. like in this, like I said, the sports industry like you never know what's gonna happen. Yep. So uh, very happy for you. And again, very you know pleased to meet you. You know, yeah. great connection along the way. Absolutely. So. Uh, 
Yeah, ready to get going for this uh, episode. Let's go. Yeah, no, that's fire. This, this is a clarification for me. Is that like, um, what are they like, um, like the minor leagues or what's like their... Yeah, so they're going to play in the USL, which is the United Soccer League. Um, so it is a bit a bit of a level below the MLS, right? So And, and it's funny because a lot of people think of it like USL as kind of like the minor leagues of the ML, ML, MLS, uh, which isn't technically the case, right? Like you're not going to have like a AAA affiliate in that league of like, for instance, like we're not going to be the AAA team of the New England Revolution. It's a completely different entity, different league, but that also is kind of dope because it's it's really that focus on that community aspect. Like similar to what the Paw Sox were able to do, they're going to be able to really um, bring the community and also, uh, you know, apart from the stadium, they're going to have shops and restaurants and, you know, a kind of a walk and bike path along the river. So like, it, it's really going to be a destination for people in the city. Like, like you said, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. Like Especially there's really Pawtucket. nothing to do in Pawtucket. And I love my city to death, but... For the longest time, there hasn't been anything there. It hasn't been a destination site for folks. And the Paw Sox are really the only thing. So now that it's gone, like you said, there's a huge void to fill. And I think this is coming at the perfect time. World Cup's going to be in the U.S. in 2026. So already thinking about how it's going to kind of just roll into it, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that should be a, that should be a dope time. Are you like, uh, for doing like the voiceover work and stuff like that, are you more involved when the teams and all, like, are you going to be there, like, opening game and stuff like that? What's yeah, so, so that that's point? the plan. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out what else I can do. So, like, you know, what I kind of signed on to do was that work. It was kind of like, hey, we, we want you for this. But we've also, you know, we've had a lot of discussions with the, the president and the co-founders, um, which actually is dope. One of the co-founders is from Cranston. Born and raised here, ended up being, you know, an MLS star, rookie of the year in the MLS, went on to represent the U.S. national team. So that's also nice to see that buy-in from someone there. But, yeah, for me, it's it's – it's more of a passion for me and I would joke with them I was like I was going to go to these games anyway like I was going to come yeah. and be a part of all these things anyway so if I can do anything more um, feel free so yeah I'm, I'm currently working with them now to see how I can still stay invested and, and kind of connect help them connect to the community and vice versa so excited to see what that can look like moving forward between now and yeah. 2024 that's dope that's what you yeah I'm really excited and interested for you as well and I see you can, you can move that mic too if you need mm-hmm. a little thing on the side it goes down um and that's talking about soccer. We're here, obviously, for NFL, for football. This is the podcast, 2022 Division of Predictions. This is a question. I've never even asked you this because I'm more of a – I'm a big NFL, NBA guy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stick to my lane, big WWE guy as well. And those are, like, my three main – Are you going to buy the WWE, I think? Oh, I wish. I wish. We can we can join together, you and the investors from the MLS I'm down, team. I'm down. But – um. Yeah, those are like my main three, like it's like sports. I, I mean, I would consider WWE a sport, but um, the main three sports. Like for you, I think kind of, kind of you as well. You have you know, baseball as well, especially if you, Flanny. You're the king of everything. How do you guys find the time to be so knowledgeable? And like, I think two sports is a lot. Yeah. Never mind three. You, I see you tweeting all the time about tennis, everything. You're on watching everything, hey, golf. If it's a sport, I'm in. And, like, I think for me, a lot of it came from my older brother. So it was really cool to have an older brother in the house. The, all the teams I root for now are the favorite teams of my older brother, right? So it was natural from that sense. And, like, I remember being a kid and I would joke, like, nobody played tennis, or, you know, where I grew up, right? But I would literally remember, like, going to Benny's and asking my mom to buy me, like, a tennis racket. And then coming home be like, well, nobody else in this apartment complex has a tennis racket. So I would literally be hitting the ball against, like, the wall. And, like, just – but I enjoyed it. And I would go and watch it in, like – for me, any sort of sport is, is enjoyment. And it's like, I know it's funny because I think a lot of people I talk to now get into more sports because maybe they're better and maybe they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this might be a good way. But like for me, obviously, it was never like that as a kid. I just really enjoyed seeing different things. And it's been awesome now because like I look at people like Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal and or even soccer players that I, that I grew up knowing who they were, even if I didn't really appreciate the sport. And I think it's helped make me more well-rounded in how I perceive sports, how I look at sports, um, even from like an off the field or off the court lens. Um, I think being able to kind of, and I always joke, like I, I love to know a lot. I know I love to know a little bit about a lot. Some people pride themselves in knowing a lot about a little, and I, I like to kind of take the opposite approach. And sports is definitely the medium where I think that's kind of shown through the most. And it's helped me because now I can be like this soccer thing, right? Like if I didn't introduce, you know, get into soccer at the time I did, this probably wouldn't have been an opportunity or even just any other opportunities that have come across in my life. Uh, sports has always kind of played a prevalent role. Uh, so I think, and, and I would encourage anybody, like golf, right? Like, you know, we golf. Yeah. And, like, that's something that most people from where we're from don't do. And even at that age, right? Like, even, you know, people will pick up the game in their 30s and 40s. 
So for me to be able to say I picked up the game in my late 20s, early 30s is exciting because now it's something I can do for the rest of my life and yeah. I won't blow my knees out or tear my <laughs> Achilles or any of that crazy stuff. So yeah, it's kind of just been always around me and I've always just embraced it as a kid as opposed to kind of finding a focus on a couple of things. I've always really just embraced the unknown of sports and it's always just been dope. Yeah, I guess I, I never asked you that question, Cam. So how do you like your, what are you, baseball, hockey, basketball, football? Uh Baseball, I mean, basketball is obviously my number one, then football. I'd probably have to say hockey just because my dad, my dad played hockey, you know, all throughout his career, like in high school, and uh, he didn't go to college, but he tried to, for, like, not like force me into it, but that was like the first sport he introduced me to, and I didn't, you know, I didn't take a liking to it as much when I was little, but, you know, the basketball kind of kick-started my passion for sports and everything, and um, you made a good point about, like, if you never, you know, picked up a tennis racket or started playing, like, you know, you never would have maybe even got that opportunity what you have right now, so for me, like, um, you know, I love the game of basketball, so everything I'm trying to do is, is trying to, like, uh, you know, it's, like, around basketball. Like, I don't want to, like, uh, I mean, if I did get a, a, a job with, like, you know, um, like golf or something like that, like a different sport, I would take it 100% because you got to take any opportunity you can get. But um, at the end of the day, I do want to bring it back to basketball at one point. But um, going back to your question, definitely probably uh, focusing more on the Bruins uh, than maybe on, on the baseball line because I'm a Yankee fan. But uh, 100%, you know, Diehard Knicks fan, and then you know Giants, of course, and then yeah, I'd have to say hockey for Bruins. Yeah, yeah. And we got you can start off with last week. Oh, uh, Cam was here with my boy Elry last week. Cam's record for the first round predictions, the Super Wild Card predictions. Cam ended out four and two. The two losses we predicted wrong was the Bucks and the. Jaguars. I think you were the only one that was five and zero, right? Or six and zero, right? I don't know, no, but I lost. I picked the. Uh, I thought the Bucks were gonna beat oh, the Cowboys. Right, five and one. That's yeah, five and one. I was the only five and one. Think, records. Yeah. Better than Elrey's, I believe. <laughs> yeah, um, Elrey was three and three. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I predicted. I called the Chargers blowing that lead. Uh-huh. I knew that was. Ha- I literally called that in the podcast. I said, I said that Herbert chokes in prime time, and what did he do? Choked in prime time. What what do we say? Is that is that Herbert or is that the coaches? What are we thinking? Like Jaguars, uh, Chargers. Jeez. I don't know. I mean, like going up twenty seven nothing. That's got to be like some part of the coaching. Yeah, I mean, that's everybody, man. Everybody. That's everyone's through fifty three. I mean, like players playing bad. I mean, you coach like once you start to lose that lead, you got to be aware of the situations and what's going on and, and adjust, not keep doing the same thing you've been doing. So definitely, yeah, both ends for sure. Yeah, that's that's got to be everybody. I mean, and like you said, to your point of coaching. Coaches have to see that before anybody else, right? Yeah. So they got to see, okay, this isn't working. We need to make this adjustment. They've made that adjustment already. Let's get ahead of it. And it didn't seem like there was any of that. It was just kind of this deer in the headlights look. It seemed like from everybody on the Chargers. And, like, the cool thing is, one, Jacksonville was obviously at home. So that helped a little bit. But also, like, Jacksonville's like, yeah, we're playing with house money right now. Yeah. Nobody expects us to win. Nobody expects us to do anything. So, like, anything we do, it's a lot easier. And also, I think having Doug Peterson helps. And I know this from being an Eagles fan and having him there in 2017 when we won. is like his mentality is like us against the world. Like we don't care. We're going to get it done. We're going to find a way. And I think that's really resonated with the players. And you've even heard it all year. Like people ask me, like, what's the difference between this year and last year? Like coaching. They're like, we had this, this wacko in here last year with all these random ass coaches who were doing all this crazy shit. We couldn't <laughs> get anything done. Now we actually have a staff who believes in us, who knows what they're doing. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, you know, in the second half, they only ran eight run plays when they're up. Yeah, I was just talking about that with the Twins, uh, Nick and Tom. I mean, you know, those are my guys. They love football, obviously, to death. But we were talking about it. We put a couple little, couple little player props in, and I had Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence over in yards. Obviously, the first half, I was like, hey, God, can I hit? And then he goes off, and he went, I think it was like 285, 86 yards or whatever, and his line was like 240-something, and I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but I mean, he, he tore it up in the second half. So I mean, props to the Jaguars, man. That's that was a heck of a game. Yep, that was definitely incredible. And um, but the, so I have a question here. So I'm posed this to both of you. The way obviously the way things were set up, you win your division, you get a home game. Mm. Do you all feel like that should possibly be changed if the team who is a wild card has a better record than the team who won their division and is hosted? You want to go first, Kevin? I would say yeah, just because like if you have a better overall se- uh, season than the other team, like you said, like record-wise, you know, I feel like a team like uh, you know, I'm not sure who had like a really like not beat like the, like the Bucks, like they didn't yeah. have that great of a record. So I mean, if they won a game, they won their wild card game. I don't think they deserve the whole, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So yeah, for sure. Well, who knows? Again, 
you know, he's a two as a rival, I guess, because the draft. But so I'm not rooting for the Chargers. But who knows if that happens with the Chargers though? Because they technically should have been hosting that game. Yeah. Oh, they should have been yeah. hosting that game. Does the Jaguars come back in in LA? I mean, who knows? You yeah. can't really predict the no, future, yeah. but uh, it's a completely different game. It is. You know, yeah. so um, I definitely am on that boat. I think it should be like the NBA where division champ division champs make the playoffs, but they don't have to host a game. So, you know, just like that. All right, Jaguars should be in for making it, but L.A. should be hosting that game. Yeah, I, don't, no, I, I think, you know, even with the Cowboys, they shouldn't be at Tampa. You know, they, Dallas should be hosting a game. That's not right at all. I mean, yeah, I mean – 100% I don't agree with that. How about you? That was your question. Yeah. You think? No, that's the thing. I, I think I'm leaning that way. And, you know, I understand and just because it's been this way. You win your division, that should get you something, right? But I think getting your playoff spot is, is what, you know, that that's the reward. I feel like one, the home field advantage is extra, right? And I think now, because look how they've changed. They added the extra wild card. So now getting that number one seat is so much more important. 100%. So, and, I, and I think that's fine if you want to make that change. But also, I think if you're going to do that, then you have to think about Okay, we're sending a, an eleven and six team on the road to play an eight and eight team, or we're sending a, a thirteen and four team on the road. Like I look at the AFC specifically, you have you know Kansas City, Cincinnati, and uh, Buffalo, all those teams right there. And then even look at the the teams who barely uh, who made it into the wild card. It's like yes, should Tampa be at home? Should these teams be at home? I get that it's always been that way, but I feel like if you want to continue to advance the game, you have to at least think about it. You have to. Yeah, that thing you definitely should uh, should be considered to be changed for sure. And we can start off with now division, the round two. We can start off, we have it here in the background. We can pull it up. Let's pull it up on the screen. Boom, right in front of me now. Oh, or not. What is going on with this, this screen? What is going on here? Not digging you today. Not digging. It's nothing like me today. All right. Let's do it again. Boom, 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 boom. Here we are. It's covering the entire screen now. Boom, here we are. So we have, we can start off with you guys. The, whoa, this isn't right. Yeah, that was from last time. I, I saw like the bottom, this part is, I think, just messed up with like the San Fran side. Because I know, obviously, the Giants are playing the Eagles. I was going to say, so I was like, flipped around. I beat the Cowboys this week. That'd be <laughs> this is someone else's bracket. I don't know what's going on here. This is for the... This random... No, this is some random dude who's trying to win some bracket. money. Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> Putting them on blast. All right, well, i fix this. It is Giants-Eagles. We have Cam versus Flanny right here. How? Do you, what are you guys thinking is going on with this game? Flanny, what's your thoughts? Oof. What's your prediction on... Eagles, Giants. So, all year, all I heard was the Eagles are locked for the Super Bowl. It's going to be so easy. They're going to get to the NFC. There's no competition. There's this, there's that. Now, I'm, obviously, I'm just old enough to know that that's not how these things work, right? Throughout the whole year, I'm like, all right, I'm cautiously optimistic. They're playing well. You can see the adjustments from last year. You can see Hertz's progression. You can see the offseason additions. You can see the guys like Miles Sanders who are playing for contracts. I'm like, it, it looks great. I'm like, but... I remember Carson Wentz going down and getting hurt in LA in that year. And I'm like, oh shit, nothing matters if guys get injured. Like injuries are the ultimate equalizer in every sport. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you have set up. We've always seen injuries will change any and everything. So I was always being just cautiously optimistic. And then of course, Hurts gets hurt. Lane Johnson gets hurt. All these guys start to go down. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, this was my biggest fear. Now on paper, they're all healthy. Everybody should be back for Sunday with, with the exception of Avante Maddox on nickel corner. So everybody should be healthy, but should be healthy doesn't always translate to actually yeah. being healthy, right? So I I feel good about the Giants game. It's at home. It's a team who I think when we were at our best, we played well against. I, the game a couple weeks ago is a bit of an outlier because they didn't have their guys playing. We had some of our guys playing. It, it doesn't make me feel good because our number one guys look like shit compared to the Giants twos and threes. But I'd like to think if we're healthy, I think we, you know, one through 53 are better. I feel confident in our guys just being better across the board. So I think if everyone is okay and it looks the way it does and we, we stick to the game plan we have, I think we'll get through the weekend. But I got a lot of respect for the Giants, and it's grown throughout the year, especially uh, Dayball. 
Like, yeah. I love that dude. Like, he could coach my team all day. You can tell those guys really, really rally around him. He's clearly made a difference with Daniel Jones and even just the guys around. Like, they actually – I feel like the last few years I look at the Giants and I'm like, this isn't an NFL roster. They don't act like an NFL team. They don't look like an NFL team. I think they're actually starting to look like that. So could they beat us? Of course. Absolutely they can beat us. It's a division rival, so already there I'm like, ah, fuck. Um, we've seen the Giants go from wild card and win Super Bowls before, so it's not new to them. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm a little uh, not worried, but I'm a little apprehensive. I'm certainly not gonna be like, oh, we're gonna pull the Giants out because I don't see that happening. I, I think ultimately I could see like 31-21 Eagles, um, but I do think it's gonna be a really good game and a tough game. I, I certainly they're not gonna just lay over. They're roll over. Yeah. So be just uh, I figured this out. So Flanny, this is Flanny's bracket right here underneath me. He got Eagles beating the Giants. Kim, you are a big Giants fan. Does the roller coaster stop here, or do you guys have the Cinderella, Cinderella story and beat the Eagles? I mean, yeah, that's what he was saying. I mean, like, you know, you got to have respect for Daniel Jones after this season. You know what I mean? Like, he completely turned around the narrative from, you know, the past couple years, and I know it's taken a while. I mean, this is, like, his fifth year now, so it's like, you know, would you fold the cards and try to get rid of him after this year if he didn't have the year he did? Or, you know, like, what's what's that looking like? But Saquon had a good breakout yeah, here, too. he did. So it's like... You know, if all that's clicking, everyone else is. You know, drafting Kayvon Thibodeau, like, that's a huge improvement mm-hmm. for the defense. You know, they've been stepping up a lot. And I feel like Daniel Jones is making guys like Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, like, look like, you know, top receivers. Not like top receivers in the NFL, but, I mean, they're making incredible yeah. catches. And, you know, Daniel Jones is putting it in the spot where they can make plays and, and get yards after the catch. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, um, just huge props to him. I mean, he's been... Not only just throwing the ball well, he runs after, you know, he had, he's never a guy to get out he of the pocket. He does not get enough credit for his athleticism. Exactly. And I know, like, I remember the one run he had where he fell down. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's, yeah, but he, he got past everybody. Right. So, like, I, I, that's one thing I, I that worries me a bit about Daniel Jones is him using his feet Saturday as mm-hmm. a difference. Because I think that really can be a difference maker. If we don't really take into consideration that he could run, I think it could hurt us. Yeah, he just needs to protect the ball because if, you know, he breaks out somewhere like that, like, you know, obviously you don't want to trip over your feet or anything like that. but And you don't want to get injured either. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Um, again, props to him, and like I always tell like my friends, it's like a I want to say Walmart. I don't want to disrespect him, but like <laughs> target, of, target. Like, Josh Allen kind of <laughs> target. Yeah, version. I'll say target like, version of Josh Allen. Like you see that. I mean, he's obviously not as versatile, but you know he's he's quick. And, you know, and again, you never saw that part of his game where he'd get out of the pocket and gain yards mm-hmm. just by himself running. So I mean, you know, and including Saquon and uh, you know Breida also backing yeah. up him. He's been playing out of his mind too. So. You know, just got to pray that, you know, again, both teams. I mean, I, I can see that score happening, 31-27, yeah. but, I mean, just out of spite and just out of being a fan, I'll say the Giants. So. Yeah, you have. Oh, so you're going to say yeah. the Giants. Yeah, this is I'll say the Giants. Up. Yeah, I got to go with my guys. We're going to have a different bracket for you right here. So you're going to go Giants. We can do, duplicate this. While I'm doing this, we have at the bottom of the NFC, Cowboys 49ers. What are we thinking in that game right here? We both... Took this loss. We both said Bucks last week, mm. so Cowboys gave us that one L. Well, my one L. So it is Cowboys Niners. What are you thinking here, Cam? Are you thinking uh, Cowboys pulled upset? Is it really an upset? I mean, I don't know the spread. I mean, being, but... being fans of, of both of those teams in that division, I mean, we're probably both going to say San Fran. <laughs> yes. I mean, you want to see San Fran win, um, you know? But it, it's tough. I mean, Cowboys been playing great. I mean, they well. you know smoke Brady. I mean, that's that's a huge confidence booster for them as well, just coming in. Uh, off a wild card game, so, uh, but Brock Purdy, I mean Brock Purdy, you know he showed up against Seattle. I mean obviously Seattle's not like a, that dominant of a team in this whole playoff bracket, but I mean you know he showed what he really can do at a playoff level. So, um, but you know me, I, I would say San Fran for that round. So we updating Cam's bracket here because it's a little different. He got, oh well, I don't know what that just happened there. Well I'm pulling that up. Brock Purdy is 23 years old. He is the youngest player in NFL postseason history to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in a game. Wow. And I'm not sure if you guys knew this. He, the man he surpassed was Dan Marino. And I hate when people lie. Could there this hear this lie? He said that his childhood hero and the reason why he wears 13 is because of Dan Marino. He wasn't alive. He was 19 days old <laughs> when Marino played his last game. Yeah, he was. Why do people lie for? What was that 96? <laughs> no, 99. 99. Yeah, 99. he wasn't even there. He wasn't even alive. Oh my god. Well, I mean, you can make the argument like for somebody like me, like say like I was, you know, growing up playing basketball, and I was like, oh, I, I wore 33 because I idolized Larry, Larry Bird. Like I wasn't alive, you know, watching Larry Bird. Yeah. Play, but it's like you see highlights. Obviously, like you know, now in these times, you can watch a full game. You can watch it is this, different. But, it is. But different. I, I mean, I do agree with you on that point. Yeah. Like, you know, just because like you heard that stat, you probably <laughs> just want to go. Yeah, Dan Marino. Because I think I, I'm pretty sure before, because his first game was against Brady. 
And I remember them interviewing him saying that. I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, well, I idolize Brady. Look up which that makes a little more sense, oh, right? Because, yeah, shit, he's still in the league. But it is, yeah, it is funny. I think a lot of that, and you, sure, you Cam, you know, just talking to players, it's a lot of just player speak, coach yeah. speak. Yeah. Like, we got to say it because it sounds good type of things. <laughs> but, but no, nah, I mean, I got to give Brock credit, man. Mr. To go from Mr. Irrelevant to this, yeah. to this point, and I think back to a year ago, and, and I, was, I was curious about this against Seattle. Because I think San Fran is amazing. And if I'm being very unbiased, they may be the best team in the NFC currently. Because the way they're playing, their defense, which we know always translates to the playoffs and wins championships. But last year, Jalen Hurts went, went on, and granted, he went on the road, but he went to Tampa last year and he didn't look good at all in his first playoff start. So in my head, I'm like, all right, is Brock going to have that first playoff start and just completely shit his pants and not know what to do? And he didn't. He played really well. A lot of credit to Shanahan for putting him in the right spots, right? But... It's not. I don't think it's much different than Garoppolo a couple of years ago when he got the Super Bowl. It's like, hey, just don't fuck up. Yeah. Just literally be a game manager. Hand the ball off to these two All Pros you got behind you. Hit your All Pro tight end. Hit your Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver, and just don't make any mistakes. Um, and I think he's he's doing exactly that. So I wonder, does that game come this week against Dallas where he doesn't look quite like himself because they're obviously a lot better position than than uh, Seattle was. If it, if it somehow becomes a shootout, can he you know go tit for tat with Dak? Who Dak played amazing last week. Probably amazing. his best playoff game ever. So I think he's probably confident. Uh, I do think San Fran's defense is a lot better. Uh, I think their front seven is just so solid. Even their back end. Um, I, f I forget the safety's name, but I know he, made, he was an all pro this year. Uh, so I think San Fran's defense makes the difference. I think that one's another close one. Uh, but I think them being at home and their defense, I think, makes a difference in San Francisco. Do I hope that happens? Because fuck the Cowboys, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. never want to see them prosper. But also, candidly, I probably wouldn't be mad at having the Cowboys come and play next week. Only because I think we probably match up as the Eagles a little bit better with them. But I can't want them to win or see them win. Like, if we were, if, you know, if the Eagles win this week and play San Fran next week and lose, I, I wouldn't be mad at San Fran going on and, and doing so. Because I just enjoy watching them play. Yes, uh, so your bracket right here, you got San Fran. Being I got San Fran. All right, sorry, L, but I, I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> How's it? One of your good friends, L, do you guys have that? The one thing you guys don't see eye to eye on, are you guys like secretly like, L race? Sorry, an idiot. You guys have that secret <laughs> beef with each other? No, but I will say, I did see what he mentioned out here last week, and he was dead serious about the Cowboys oh, making yeah. the Super Bowl. And in my head, I'm like, L, how are you coming to this conclusion? Granted, they look great against Tampa last week, but they still have two tough games regardless of their plan. If they get there, all the kudos in the world to them. But I, I that has to be biased. Like, I'm sorry. Al. There's, there's no way you're taking a step back and thinking, like, across the board, they're, they're Super Bowl champions. Because oh, even was. if they get... Excuse me. Even if they get to the <laughs> NFC, like, they got Murderer's Row on the other side. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he was getting it on YouTube comments. He was getting it on Instagram comments. Oh, no, people, I saw it everywhere. TikTok everywhere. comments. People were coming for his Yo, next. but if he's that's right. That's how you get noticed, though. Yeah. But he genuinely thinks that. He, he does. does. He does. I mean? so, but like, that's that's what I like. like. And if they were to pull that off, what can we say to him? Mm. We, oh. can't, we can't say yeah. anything. Yeah. He's, he's keeping yeah, all the receipts Anything can happen. That's why I'm keeping faith in the Giants. Anything yeah. can no, it really <laughs> could. It really, it really, really could at this point. Yeah, we can just do the whole NFC side first. So then you can start up now, Flan. You have – you kind of just said it right now. So you – Segue yourself into this. Niners, Eagles, Philly would be hosting this. So it's in Philly. You know, those fans are crazy. Oh, One are. question. Have you been to a game in Philly before? I've been to Philly. I've been in the stadium. I've never seen a home game in Philly. I've seen the mm. Eagles play a bunch of times, mostly in Tampa. I'll go visit my brother down there. We'll catch a game. But I've never seen them play in the link. I was actually supposed to go earlier this year for the Cowboys Sunday night game, and it fell through. Um, so I haven't seen, I've been in the stadium, I've been in the, all the facilities, I was at the Super Bowl parade uh, when they won a few years ago, uh, but I haven't been in the link for a, for a big game like that. I was so. just asking because I can't imagine the atmosphere oh, and being there. It's insane. I think back to the, the parade when it was, I think, like 2 million people, and it was funny because you think of Philly fans, you think like, just assholes, and yeah. like, they will literally try to hurt you. And oh. I remember being at the parade, I'm like, well, you will never get this many Eagle fans in one place and everybody's smiling. Like, it's just... Oh, I man, you guys have a reason to be upset, Yeah, you know? exactly. You never know. First game of the year, went to the Dolphins-Patriots game. We beat the Patriots that game. And then after the game, there was two Dolphin fans fighting in the bathroom. It's like, wow, you guys fight? We won. We won. But you never know, though. No, and I hate that. I was actually talking with uh, somebody about that the other day. And it's so funny you see that because it's like if I, if, if me and Cam walk into a, an Eagles and, and Giants game and, and we both have Giants gear on, we both have a, you know Eagles gear on, Nobody would bat an eyelash. Yeah. But if I just happen to have the other team's jersey, and now you want to like literally murder me. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I just, 
I get the fandom, but like at that point, I'm like, I don't understand that. Especially when you were with kids and stuff like that, yeah. and people still don't care. I remember I went to a Dolphins Patriot game when I was like 10 years old. It was with my dad. And this older gentleman, I don't remember how old he was, I remember he was older than me, just getting on me. And then my dad, like, fucking went off, off on this dude. But it's like, deservingly so, though. It's like, dude, yeah. you're a 10 year old kid here, and you're going to pick on the 10 year old kid. Like, yeah, what's going through your mind? Like, even now, I still avoid those things. Like, I went to the Dolphin Patriot game like two, three years ago when uh, Fitzpatrick threw the game winner to get sicky at the end. Mm. And um, I was going, I remember going up the stairs at Dolphin's gear on, but I'm not taunting or nothing like that. Going upstairs, people, you guys fucking suck. You guys fucking go home. Like, like, dude, like. We just beat you back. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like salty. It's mad. Like. Like me, like I'm next week. I'm going to Nick Celtics at TD. Oh, nice. I'm not gonna wear any Knicks gear. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not crossing the line. Smart play, like smart play. You gotta just again, keep it to, underneath. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, so, I'm low key rooting. Not well. If it's Nick Celtics, I'm always gonna go to Knicks. But I want to do see the Celtics succeed because, again because of Joe. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I. If I'm in the other team's building, I'm not wearing my team's gear. Yeah, and it's sad that it has to be. It really is sad that yeah. it has to be that way. But it is like it's just crazy to think that. So I, I, I and. I think that will I mean, the fact that we're at home makes me feel a lot better. If that game was in San Fran, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit. But and also depend on what we look like against the Giants, right? If yeah. we barely get by the Giants and we scrape by, like so many things can happen. And same thing with San Fran. You know, God forbid some of their guys could get hurt if they do win. So I think if we are healthy in like what we looked like pre-injuries, which is a big question mark right now, and I think everybody's beat up, right? But I think if we're oh, healthy, oh, El Rays have tuned in, my guys. Let's go Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Sorry, El. Anti, <laughs> Anti-cowboy podcast all around you. Um, but no, I think if all things are even across the board, I, I like the Eagles. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Also, maybe, hopefully for us, if Brock does get by Cowboys, maybe that, that rookie playoff game is in Philly. So uh, I got confidence in my team. I've been riding with them all year. I, I'm not ready to jump ship. Uh, obviously, depending on how they look like against Giants and if they get past them, might dictate it. But uh, I am confident going on, on and saying that the Eagles will get to the Super Bowl. About to the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Flanny's Racker here. We got Eagles going in. Let's see if uh, L responds. In the meantime, we got Cans Bracken now. It looks a little bit different than Flanny's. It is Giants at San Francisco. What is your mindset? Are you pulling the L rate? Are you going to be biased? Are you changing? Well, first, if you changed your mind yeah, yeah, since yeah, the I last did my uh, mind bracket, I wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't know. I didn't obviously know, but I was confident that the Giants were going to beat Minnesota. But if they did get to this round, I wasn't going to uh, take them just because of how Philly's been playing. You know how like, we've been talking about. But I mean, you know, they look they look good against Minnesota. You know, they had like a little bit of a scare there in the, in the third quarter. But I mean, they pulled through, and um, you know, consistency is key. So if they continue to play as they've been playing, I mean. You know, I mean, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna change my mind a little bit. I'll take the Giants over the Eagles, but um, it, it's gonna be tough to beat San Fran in that uh, division, uh, division round, so uh, or the championship, excuse me. So, and I think too, in in your standpoint, Cam, I, I'd imagine you probably feel a lot better about playing the Eagles this week than you would be if you were playing San Fran. Right. But yeah. Exactly. You know, Eagles, like you said, like you know, Jalen Hurts might not be 100, mm-hmm. percent and like uh, Miles Sanders too. Like they they've been playing great this year. You know what I mean? Miles Sanders had a ton of great games, so was Jalen Hurts, but it's like. You know, are they really 100% or they're mm-hmm. not? I mean, obviously on the stat sheet, you know, this is they're healthy, but yeah. it's like, you know, you got to see, you got to watch the full game. You got to give them the eye test and see if they're playing to the best yeah. of their ability. If they're not, you can pick up on that. You know, that's all goes to coaching. So if Dable and, you know, both yeah. ends of the ball can, can pick up on, you know, the weaknesses, you know, they're not going to be too bad. But again, going to this round now with San Fran, I mean, you know, it's going to be tough. So, I mean, I mean, a little bit more of an experienced team. They did pick up, like, a, obviously, McCaffrey didn't have the crazy season. And uh, Kittle as well. That. I mean, I, I didn't think Kittle was going to have the season he has been, but um, their defense is one of the best in the NFL, too. So, I mean, I'm, I'll probably take San Fran in that round, but um, I think I changed it up a little bit from last time. Yeah, I said the Eagles were going to Yeah, you said Eagles. Well, we Thank had you Eagles and Bucks. still be there, Cam. Well, you can't technically, but. Yeah, but I, I'm not, like, canceling this out completely, but I just want to I want to stick with my guys, hopefully, this for this week and, you know, see where that can go, but. Um, as far as the AFC, I'd probably say, say the same thing, to be honest, right? whatever I got. But, I mean, I was obviously wrong in one game. But. Yeah, because you would have KC Chargers. Now, for the AFC Divisional side, Cam, to recorrect what you, your old prediction, you yeah. now have KC Jaguars. And was I right? Are the Jaguars running into a buzzsaw right now? Are they about to get absolutely annihilated? I mean, and just you, to, you just want to say that, but... Just for the fact, I'm agreeing with Flanny, by the way, on the NFC side. Work. 
Yeah. So, um, you guys had all the points already. I'm just agreeing. Now, buzzsaw. Are they running into that buzzsaw again? It's very, very possible. I mean, like, I mean, I kind of, not that I do want to see it, but, you know, I mean, they, they, they came back from a, from a large deficit last week. So, it's like, you know, like, again, like I say with the Giants, if they can be consistent and continue to play how they've been playing, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they could, I don't know if they'll pull through, but I think either if they if they keep it close or if it's a blowout, I think Kansas City all the way through. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the Jaguars, you know, what they have in their favor is, again, they're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. Nobody is expecting them to go into KC and win. Uh, I do think them having to go to KC will be a bit of a culture shock. That's another really tough stadium to play in. Uh, so I think having to leave home and go there will be tough. Uh, yeah, I think unless KC comes out the buy and just completely lays an egg, which I just can't see. Uh, Andy Reid, and this, the playoffs is different, but I know Andy Reid, when he was with the Eagles, uh, his record after a bye was like 14-1. and one. And I don't think it's changed while being with Kansas City. So usually that extra week really benefits him. So I think yeah, I think Kansas City, unless something crazy happens where Mahomes, God forbid, were to get hurt or anything like that, or just completely forgets how to play football. Uh, I think, and I think Jacksonville can compete a little bit. I can see like a 17-10 at halftime or 24-17, but I just think Kansas City pulls away late uh, and ends up you know winning by at least two or three scores. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with both you guys. I just don't see Jacksonville. I'm sticking my prediction from the first podcast, and there's gonna get annihilated. It was a good run, like the Giants had a good run. You know, it's a feel good season. Looking towards the future, they're building upon it, but you know and their windows. It's just a, their window is just opening. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 have a huge window, and that division is fucking awful. So yeah. I mean, if you could just be competent in that division, you can compete every year. Yeah, hundred percent. But KC, I just can't see them. They. From my recent memory, I can think just one time where they laid an egg against the Bucks. Besides that, they usually come to play. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't um, they don't leave their stuff at home. So we can wrap up that one right there. And next is the Bengals at Buffalo. So the rematch mm-hmm. of that Monday night game. There's gonna be a whole lot of fanfare. They might beat the Dolphins and Bills record of last week, the most watched wild card game, which so blows my mind. There's so many Dolphin haters, but there's so many people watch the game. But is Buffalo Bengals. I'm gonna stick with my prediction here. I'm gonna go Buffalo. I think it's, um, you know they're the better team right now. They're gonna play for their guy, especially in this game. They're gonna come to play. Um, I'm wearing a Bengals hat right now, but mostly to match the fit and beyond topic of the podcast. But I just can't. I can't see Cincinnati being them. It was a good season for Cincinnati. They're good. They're just matching up against the wrong team. If they're facing Jacksonville, they would be in the next round. But Facing Buffalo, Josh Allen, especially they didn't come out to play last week. I thought Buffalo was gonna mop the floor with, with Miami, yeah. and that, that's my team. And they, you know, they kind of played down to level. Josh Allen had what four turnovers. Don't think that's gonna happen this week. They're gonna keep that in the back of their head. They're gonna come out and just run up the score. I think. Flanny Silver shaking his head. You agree with that? What's your thoughts? Yeah, it, I think it comes down. I think it's literally this. Not this simple, but if Demar Hamlin is in the stadium. The Bills win by 100. I thought he was going to be there for the Dolphins. Me too. I remember saying that. When I see that. He's going to come out the tunnel and it's over. 100 the game's over. 100 So now I'm thinking he wasn't there last week. I know his recovery is still going well. So I can see a scenario where he like takes them out the tunnel Sunday. And like that just, it might be over. Because I love Joe Burrow. And I love Joe Burrow in games like this. I mean, look what he did last year. Yeah. Right? So can the Bengals win? Absolutely. I just don't think they will. I think Buffalo, and I think to your point, it was a bit of a wake-up call for them mm-hmm. last week. Like, all right, we can't fuck around. Like, we really have to be on our shit. So I think them, the return game, and I think because it's a return game, there's so. I think this is the best game of the week. I really think Sam Fran and Dallas, I think, could be really, really good, but I think this might be the best game of the week. And I think Burrow will come out. They'll play well. He'll play well. Um, but I think Allen cleans up some of those mistakes. And don't get me wrong. I think Josh Allen is amazing. I don't think people understand how often he turns over the football. It happens a lot. A lot. And a lot of them are like head scratchers, like, where were you going with that? But um, I forget who I was listening to, but the thing is, it's also their offense. Those Ken Dorsey always is trying to go down the field. Yeah. So Josh Allen is always just trying to go for the big play. Yep. So when he's going for the big play, that's when those turnovers, like last year, when, last week when X had the interception, the other interception, because he's always trying to go big. You see, go big or go home for him. There's no, like, Intermediate plays. Either he goes that eighty-yard bomb to Gabe mm-hmm. Davis, or he's fumbling the ball. He's trying to run around the backfield for a million years. Yeah. 
So it's, it's not like, you know, but they kind of do have to do that, though, because against Kansas City, they're going to have to score a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, and I, again, I, I think Buffalo gets by this weekend. I think it's a close game, a good game. Um, I absolutely sense it can win, but I think Buffalo will win. I think that emotional part of it will also help as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, KC, Buffalo, I think it's going to be an awesome game. Now, this one, yes, this isn't in Atlanta. This would be in KC. It would only been if the Bengals yeah. got played KC. It would have been in, in Atlanta. Yep. So, so that one right there. So, I, KC's at home. Again, another tough one. I think Kansas City will score a lot of points. But also, Kansas City's defense, usually in big playoff games when they've showed, like the last couple of years when they've showed, it's been the defense who's showing up. Getting yeah. the quarterback, getting guys on the ground. Making plays, getting short fields for Kansas Jones City. Amazing. Yeah, like that front seven is really, really good. So I think, and that one, I, yeah, again, I lean Kansas City. I think Buffalo's been teetering. Maybe this is the year they knock the door down. I think they're capable of it, right? I think front to back, offense, defense, Buffalo has an amazing roster, really good team. I think they're really, really well coached. Uh, but I can't, I, I can't see them going into KC and winning. I, I, I just can't. Um, you uh, kind of I'm not sure if you watched my podcast the one with El Ray and Kim Rip. it's exactly the same thing I said I just can't see it happening it was a great feat for Buffalo yeah. good year coming but KC just has that they can become the Warriors like I said last week this is the year people end up paying in KC but um, this real quick topic before we get to Kim's AFC predictions since all these like games like Jaguars up down 27 Buffalo up 17 last week all these comebacks is it going to get to the point, though, now where, like, the Buffaloes and KCs of the world, they're going to rack up, like, 60, and then it's going to be like, wow, they're destroying this team, but then they kind of have to, though, no? Like, don't be oh. wrong. I will be upset if you're dropping 60 on me when we're already getting destroyed. Listen, it's the playoffs. If you want to go for two, up 50 with two minutes left because you want to try out a two-point play because you may need to use it, like, my thing has always been you don't want me to score, stop me. You don't like that we're scoring? Mm-hmm. Stop me. Like, it's not my job to defer to you and be like, oh, it's, it, one, it's fucking professional football. It's the NFL, right? Yeah. So there's no, nobody's looking for that on either end. And to your point, it's like you can't score enough. Yeah. And the, the way the NFL is set up is to score. So you know teams can get points in bunches. You can't let up at all. You know how it's so crazy. Just cause it's Tom, I'm not sure if it's just because it's Tom Brady. I feel the same way if it was Patrick Mahomes. But on Monday, I'm like, oh, my God, two minutes left. Is Brady pulling – the craziest comeback of all time. Mm. I swear to you, you never know. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. like you never know. I remember one time, like this was Tebow Broncos. Dolphins were up by like sixteen, like three minutes left. Broncos came back and won. And I was like, what? So you never know. You no, you can't. You absolutely can't. Not especially not in games this big. Like it's it's not like you're you're holding anything back or trying to like keep anything like you have to just go out and play and you have to score points. I mean, it's it's a it's an offensive league. You have to score points. Yeah. So well, having scored points, so now Cam, you are Cincinnati at Buffalo. Your prediction last week. I'm not sure if you're keeping it. You said you're keeping the same way. I'm gonna keep everything the same. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Now I got San Fran going all the way, but I'll still have Kansas City winning the whole thing regardless. But again, like we said, like I don't see. I don't see Buffalo beating Kansas City. I mean, I do. I, I like the chances of uh, Buffalo beating uh, Joe Burrow, but again, like I love Joe Burrow too. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks too. But um, again, something scary with Josh Allen though. He does. He does like the, that deep ball, so yeah. that could probably you know make or break Buffalo uh, against Cincinnati. But you know, coming up in that next round, I mean, I don't see like we said, I don't see Buffalo beating Kansas City in their place. And um, if they were to go all the way, I don't see San Fran, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, anybody. I don't see them beating Kansas City at all. So. I think they'll take it home regardless. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm saying with sticking to my prediction, it was KC. So me, Cam, have KC. Flynn, do you have KC? I guess your boys. So I have to finish this thing off right, right? Like I, I can't get to this point and not pick the Eagles. Like, <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> trying. Like yeah, I'm also trying not to be Elroy and just blind faith that's gonna get us there. Um, one, I'd love to see it because I, I love Andy Reid. Love Andy Reid. I mean, he was with the Eagles for so long. I didn't want to see him go. I was happy he finally got a Super Bowl, even though I wish he was in Philly. So, like, this would be kind of like an ideal. At this point, this would be kind of an ideal Super Bowl for me. That and which is the cool thing, too, the Kelsey brothers. Yeah, the Kelsey brothers. That would be dope. Their podcast is awesome. They, they, I don't know if you saw They had a whole segment about McDaniels and his vape. I'll get into it, it was, for the next segment. Oh, yeah. my God. So, they're, they're amazing. That would be awesome. The storylines would be dope. Um... Obviously, we wouldn't have to go to Arrowhead. They wouldn't have to come to Philly. Were we in L.A. this year? No, Phoenix. Phoenix this year, sorry. So, I mean, on paper, 
I think it's a good matchup. Again, if the Eagles are the Eagles we saw most of the year. Because let's not forget, KC had some stretches in the year. We were like, who the fuck, who were these guys? Where yeah. did, where, who, like, took all their powers? Because this is not the Kansas City we know. And, and also, I want to circle back to, there were so many people who thought Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City was going to be the end of Patrick Mahomes. And when I heard it, I'm like, that is the most insane thing I ever heard. Tyreek Hill, amazing. All pro. Patrick Holmes, amazing. All pro. One is they're both going to be fine. And I yeah. always thought that from the beginning. I'm like, Tyreek Hill will be fine. But I'm also I'm like, you think Patrick Mahomes is just going to forget how to play football? Like, he's going to take whatever he has and make the best out of it anyway. And he still has great weapons. Yeah. So, Kelsey's like, taking that one spot now. That, you know, 100%. So, like, I think on paper, again, if, if teams are healthy, everything's good, I think it'll be a great matchup. I think our offense can give them fits uh, where their defense is a little bit more vulnerable. Those linebackers in the middle, um, their corners and safeties are a little bit older. I like A.J. Brown. I like those one-on-one matchups offensively. I would be scared to death of our defense. Now, we have Bradbury and Slay, two corners who you can put on an island one-on-one. Yeah. But I just don't know that we have the linebackers that can run with Kelsey. I don't know that we have the linebackers or edge guys that can run with McKinnon and those guys, Pachuco off the backfield, and then just Mahomes being Mahomes. So I'm going to stick with the prediction of the Eagles because I do think we could beat them. I absolutely think we could beat them. Um, I think if we play our game, Hurts comes out and he does his thing. Uh, when we get in a groove, play calling, and we're running the ball and running the ball and open up play action through that way, uh, I think we are really, really hard to stop. And I think defensively we led the league in sacks. We almost we were we had the third best year in terms of sacks for a team ever in the league. So if we can get to them, a la how the Bucks got to them in the Super Bowl a couple of years. And now, granted, they didn't have an offensive line that year. But I think if we can have those same type of problems that we have, it get Mahomes off his spot, speed him up, we can absolutely beat them. So I feel like I have to stick with that. Um, but I, that would be an ideal Super Bowl for me. I would love to watch that matchup for for a ton of different reasons. Oh yeah, I definitely have to watch the Super Bowl with you because last time we watched the Super Bowl, it was. So it's the thing. I have a rule. If the, and granted, I, I say this like the Eagles have been in many Super Bowls. <laughs> I watched that game all by myself. The other, actually, I watched it with my mom. Shout out to my mom. We watched it together. And my brother, who's a huge Eagles fan, is in Philly. So we were communicating. If they get back to the Super Bowl, nobody will see me. <laughs> I can't leave the house. One, because I'm very superstitious. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, I got to like, go to back to the same spot. Because I just can't. And I'm also that passionate fan. And like, I'm not going to punch any of my buddies in the face. If the Eagles are losing in the Super Bowl, but I don't want to be in that position. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let me sit that one out. Elroy, I'm not sure if you're still watching, but if it was Cowboys, Eagles, could you ever watch a game with Elroy? No, only because I couldn't. I, well, I love L, so I probably watched the game with L, but I don't know if I could watch that with anyone. Just And that's where I'm at now at this yeah. point. Like, I'm not, you know, I've been watching these games at home, or even like with fellow Eagles fans, because it's a little different. Because oh, yeah, we're obviously different. coming from the same standpoint. But I'm that type of person, like, these big games. I have to just kind of just oh. seclude myself in a room because I want to just be able to see everything and hear yeah. everything and take it all in. Um, so hopefully, I mean, if they don't get to the Super Bowl, we're partying it up. If they get to, especially if, if the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl, I will be at that party and I will be covered in whatever team's gear they're playing <laughs> that night just to make sure. He's going uh, fanatics next day yeah, order. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna be like uh, Coach Thirty <laughs> from Twitter who just gets the different gear from every team. That's gonna be. That dude's hilarious, by the way. And um. You know, I'm the same way. Last week, I was watching that uh, Dolphins-Bills game by myself here, losing my mind. False hope. So I'm definitely into the game at that point. But again, I can't. People are hitting me up. They're like, yo, yeah, what they are you doing? They sucked you in, man. Because I remember oh. before, the day before, you were like, hey, it just is what it is. Yeah. Like, I've accepted it already. Yep. And then they sucked me in. False hope. I'm like, fuck. Oh, my. Dude, that. It's heartbreaking, The man. fourth it's and. Heartbreaking. Dude, heartbreaking. It's the fourth and one. And I seen they thought it was first down. Yeah. Which I don't get how that happens. How does the ref tell you it's first down? I'm not saying it's McDaniel's fault. It's the ref's fault. How, it was clearly not a first down. So he thinks, all right, then at 14 seconds, he has to send his new group in. Mm-hmm. It's too much less time. But the go still, fourth and one to fourth and six. It's like, God damn. And then Skylar Thompson, zero vision. Tyreek Hill's yeah. wide open, wide open on the slant of the first round. That never going to get to the sticks. And that's Never. my thing. It's like, and, and, and I, I want to, you know, give Skyler some credit because he obviously was thrown in a crazy-ass situation. I thought he played decent yeah. overall. overall. Waddle three drops. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They that Gasicki drop. Him. It's like, dude, what him. the? The four good passes this kid does have get dropped. Yep. Jesus. And then, but then he misses Tyreek Hill on that. That yeah. that um, the crossing yeah, route. Was, he was so he was open. Well, it was open. funny because I don't know was, was it Romo was like he would have scored. And I'm like Tony. There was two guys behind him, but he was wide open. He like was, he would have had 15, 20. hundred percent. But Cyrus Kill, he could have easily just outran those. Dudes. Oh yeah, he could have. But um, yeah, you know, talking about the Dolphins. But yes, um, yeah. So we got Eagles, Flanny, me and Cam, Chiefs, 
El Rey still got the Cowboys. I have to. I have to. <laughs> I'm just. I'm praying for my guys this week, man. This Saturday, man. Because I haven't seen the Giants haven't been in the playoffs since 2016. Man, haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2012. So it's like, you know, you want to see. You want to. For me, at least, want to see them go on a rumble. Like you said, if if like the Cowboys or somebody like that, or say God forbid, the Giants make it to like you know the NFC Championship and they lose. I'm rooting for whatever, you know, mm-hmm. obviously whatever teams. You know, yeah, anybody but the Cowboys, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I honestly just hope San Fran takes care of them this week. <laughs> but if they do get there, anybody but the Cowboys, man. There's, there's nothing better than being able to to still have it, hold that over Cowboys fans that they haven't done a fucking thing in 20 years. <laughs> it's really, really fun to do. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about the, watching the Super Bowl with you was the Falcons Super Bowl when you came out with the Welcome to Atlanta song when they're yeah. up 28 to 3. Oh. I, uh, I was so we were basking in our glory. I thought they were obviously as a Eagles fan. I've never obviously been a Patriots fan, so I'm loving it. I'm eating it up. And then Devontae Freeman being a Florida State Seminole, being my favorite Florida State Seminole, was so so happy. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Just run the ball, man. I it made no sense. It was sense. so easy, so fucking. And you could see it slipping away. And it got to the point I think it was in like third quarter. I'm like, it's over. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when they when the Pats scored before halftime, I said that to somebody. I'm like. Was it half the, Yeah, half time they got it to 23, yeah. I think 2010. And I was like, that touchdown might be the difference because now they're going to make all the adjustments in the world. And once it starts to get away, like, you can't, you can't regain it. Like, it's, it's, it's gone. So weird. So weird. And then... Um, yeah. At least know, the Pats suck. Yeah. We can all relish in that. Yeah, Thank God. makes me feel a little bit. Welcome hey. back to reality, Patriots fans. <laughs> yep, welcome back. I told back. you it was coming for a long time. This is what it feels like to be just a fan of yep. regular teams, I guess, where <laughs> mm-hmm. you got to take the good and the bad. I said last week, it's easy to be like, oh, of course we're going to win it this year. It's easy to say that. But sports radios, they still talk about Tom Brady. Like, shut up. Oh I cannot God. stand people still talking about Brady. The like, thing again, I hate like, the most Let him move on. He's in Tampa Bay. Who cares what he's doing? There'll like, be like a 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock game on Fox. Usually you get the regional games. The Giants will be playing the Eagles in the Meadowlands. Nah, I'll turn the TV yeah. on. It's the fucking Bucks and the Panthers. And I'm yeah. like, why am I watching this? And it's only because of Tom Brady. Yeah. Clearly that's not regional. Nobody up here wants to watch either of these teams, but I have to watch fucking Tom Brady just because he was here for 20 years. Like, yeah. And Cam has to go about quick ending topics this podcast. Speaking of Tom Brady, where do we predict him for next year? Is he coming back? If you're betting money, if you're a betting guy, I'm not sure if either you... Oh, I know you are because uh, Herbert screwed you over. <laughs> um, betting money on where do you think Brady lands next year? On the couch, Miami... Tampa, San Fran, what's your what's your thoughts? Or the plastic surgeon. Or the plastic surgeon. Or yeah, I mean, and the plastic surgeon and Las Vegas <laughs> at the Raiders training camp. I hope he's on the couch. I hope he's done, retired. Because you've got to respect his game. Like he, I mean, probably the best quarterback. You know, he's yep. not one of the best of all time. It's so. certainly the most accomplished. Exactly, like. yeah. So, I mean, you know, don't want to, like, pray on his downfall. But it's like, you know, I mean, he's going to be 46 years old. So, it's like. Yeah, you know, embrace the down. My thing is. He, keep you, the legacy alive. If you, you keep going, it's just yeah, gonna, it's You just couldn't have it. written it any better. Exactly. You win all these things in New England. You leave and go to Tampa. You want to prove all these points to Belichick and all these other people that you can win. You win the Super Bowl in mm-hmm. your home stadium. Why are you not hanging it up? Should have done up. There's no better way to end it. And I get, and I understand, and I'm not a pro athlete, but I hear so many pro athletes like, yeah, but you don't want to give it up if you think you can still play. I understand that. But like, yo, there's nothing left for you to, there's nothing left <laughs> like, you to accomplish. Like, you might have hated your wife. Well, now you're divorced. So, like, go just go home, man. Just go be a dad. Like, you're going to walk into any network in the world, and they're going to give you, like, $25 million a year. Well, he already has that Fox deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they're sitting on the table, like, whatever they're giving Romo, you know you're getting so much more. It's just like, dude, like, just hang it up, man. Because now you're out here, and you look crazy. And it's he to one of the, off that, though. Yeah. You know, it's, like, and to one of the, it's that point where it's like, even as a non-Brady fan, it's just like, dude, like, I don't want to see you out there looking like this. This shit is sad. Like, yeah. Just hang it up. You have you have nothing to prove. Yeah. So you're going with couch, too. Well, I, I hope want, it's the couch, but, but I, it, my gut tells me he's going to play again. Yeah. I think it's I don't know where. Teams, though. I don't think he would. Yeah, and they also just fired Leftwich. I don't think they're going to bring oh, – with Bowles, I don't think they're going to bring him back. So, like, I think maybe they say, Tom, who do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? Like a LeBron type thing. Yeah. Like, you know, guys. But I hope he hangs it up, man. I really do. But I don't think he will. So, you don't think he will? So, where do you see him? Um, I, to Cam's point, I can see him staying in Tampa because I think the whole regime is going to change there. Uh, I think he's probably got a good spot. I had thought, honestly, before Purdy started to play well, I thought San Fran, and I had always thought San Fran could have been a landing spot for years because he's from there. Vegas, I think, makes a lot of sense yep. back on the West Coast. So I can see that as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would say gut is he still plays and he stays in Tampa. But he, sh- I think he should hang it up. I'm going with he is going to hang it up. I think he's just going to come to that conclusion. I do not want to see him in Miami. 
Um, I don't want to see him in Miami, especially <laughs> oh after this Monday God. game. I'm like, oh, no. I would have took him when he first wanted to come. Yeah. Of course I would have wanted to at that point. And that was like a done deal. Oh, I know. That was like done until that whole Stephen Ross shit came oh, out. Oh, my God. That, and well, then, you would have taken that. 100%. Like, 100%. 100%. 100%. You would have been like, fuck Tom Brady, Patriots, cool, we'll embrace you. Yeah, I don't believe I would have bought every damn Miami Brady jersey. <laughs> I don't think. And then, um, but that, yeah, even last year, I probably would have took him, to be honest. And Flores threw a wrench in that shit. Yeah. And then I would have took him last year, too. Yeah. And so, through this roster, Tyreek and, you know, Waddle, I think he would have made it work. But going forward, um, that's Brady's thoughts. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Think he's staying in Green Bay? Think he's leaving? What's your prediction? Guy, too, I can't stand. I, I, just hope, <laughs> I hope he retires, too. But, you know, it sucks to see, like, the end of an era, like, great quarterbacks in the NFL, like, you know, coming to like, their retirement age. I mean, you know, after seeing him this year, Green Bay wasn't, wasn't anything special. I mean, no. I don't know. I don't see any. Even if like he doesn't uh, retire, I don't see him leaving Green Bay. Yeah, either. where does he go? Yeah, yeah, why would you leave? You're gonna be, you know, I don't even know how old he is. He's probably pushing like forty-five too. Or something yeah, because people forget how long he sat. Yeah, and didn't play. And you can look at that both ways. You can look at that like well, he's older than expected. You can look at that he hasn't taken as many hits as mm-hmm. Brady. But yeah, I, I mean, I've completely soured on Aaron Rodgers over like the last year and a half. A lot of it is off the field. Just I yeah. think he's a fucking kook. But, yeah, I'm not a big um, either. But I, I will, I'll, I will always say he's the most talented quarterback I've probably ever seen. Probably unlike the caliber of Marino in yeah. terms of like just how talented he was. But yeah, I don't think I think the contract he signed last year. I think he will stay in Green Bay. I think it's going to have to be similar to like the Brady thing. They're going to have to give him a lot of things. Um, but also, I mean, look, the contract he signed was the reason why Devontae left. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, it, it's counterproductive. Honestly, I think Green Bay might be better off just moving on from him. Yeah. Like, just yeah, move on. You're not going to yeah. win a Super Bowl with him at this Lost point. Lost one of the you're best just not. in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. You have Jordan Love. I don't know if you think there's anything there. Maybe you just want to see. If not, I would I would go and grab somebody else now. Yeah, a but lot like, of young guys too, like Lazard. Like they have a lot of young. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at those the, the running back tandem is awesome. Yeah. Like you have like you're literally thunder and lightning. Your their defense is really really good. Yeah. So it's like you have it, but I I don't think they're gonna compete for a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. So I think if they, if I was them, I'd try to cut bait on Aaron because I just don't think it's worth the hassle at this point. But I, my gut tells me he sticks around. He's there for another year, and it's honestly probably another year that looks like this one. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty nine, by the way. But um, I've given my thoughts about this. I, I just want him to just talk to his parents. Just pick up the phone, call your mom and dad, <laughs> get that all squared away. Like, um, my, I give my thoughts last podcast. But if I want to hear GM Flanny because he is Coach Flanny. If you are the GM of the Miami Dolphins, what are you doing? For the quarterback situation, Miami's D- we fought our DC deservingly. So, so also bring a new defense scheme next year. You know we do have X. We have a, a Kudar came out pretty good last as a corner this year. You know we have you know our linebacker um, Bradley Chubb. You know we have Phillips. Pretty solid defense. Holland, we have a new scheme. Holland, where he's an animal. Obviously, the offense. We don't have to talk about that. Everyone knows the offense already. But, Ty, but Tua is injury prone. What does Coach G, slash GM Flanny do? Uh, I, I Rodgers, like Brady. I've always liked Tua dating back to Alabama. I remember when he was coming out, I, I, I was concerned about that breaking his hip at that age and all that stuff. And I, I, I thought y'all should have drafted Herbert, but neither here nor there. I like Tua. I just don't know that the man can spell his name at this point. Like So I, I don't think that... The Dolphins will bring him back. Sadly, I think they're going to use like some of this injury stuff as not a cop out, but it's going to be their reason. To be like, all right, we're just going to move on. We're going to cut bait. There's just a lot of messy stuff here. Yeah. It's easier to move on. I think honestly, Tua would probably benefit for it. I think it was one of the things where maybe he needs to go somewhere else and see if he can kind of regain some of that magic he had. Um, but if I'm Miami, I make Lamar Jackson say no. That was the last. That's my first stop. That's the last talking point I had. I, literally, Lamar Jackson has to say no. Like, I'm. I, what do you want, Lamar? What do you need? You, you get to come back home. You get to play with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Gesicki and all these guys. Yeah. You get to really compete, I think. And granted, Baltimore, that division is tough since he's there. I, I do think Pittsburgh can be decent. Uh, Cleveland's still Cleveland. But you, then you look at uh, the AFC East, and it's like Buffalo's Buffalo, but the Patriots and the Jets are not near competing. So if you can get a quarterback in there, you can. why, why can't you go? You almost beat Buffalo, fucking Skyler, whatever. Thompson, his name, Thompson. Yeah. So like, if you go get Lamar Jackson, that changes everything. Yeah. So that's my first call, my last call. Lamar has to say no. I do everything I can to go get Lamar. If he says no, then I think you kind of recalibrate because I don't know who else is out there. Like, you're not going to go get Derek fucking Carr. Yeah, I'll say the same no. thing. So, like, you ha- Lamar has to say no. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly the insider scoop is Lamar wants to come to Miami. That's what I've heard. Apparently he likes how McDaniels calls offense. He thinks that they would have a 
crazy caliber offense, which they would. I mean, Lamar. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I you, you beat this get your hopes up. I know. I, I, I know. Get your hopes oh, up. man. But the thing is, I'm sold on Tua when he plays. But but same thing, though. Are we going to go – are we going to replace an injury-prone quarterback with mm-hmm. another injury-prone quarterback, though? Yeah. No, and that's the thing. And the, this Lamar situation is – it's funny, right? Because I do think he's hurt. I – but I thought, and granted, I, I don't know. So, But during the regular season, I knew he was banged up. And in my head, I'm like, all right, he's just making 100% sure he's healthy. And also, he's waiting for the playoffs. I don't blame him. Like, he's yeah. also playing for a contract. He has to be smart, too. But I thought he'd be back in the playoffs. I thought he was, like, okay enough. And it sounds like there was actually a really, really serious injury. There's more to it. Um, but then the Ravens, like the, what Harbaugh was saying, it sounded like there was something fishy and yeah, more to it. 100%. And I can understand a guy who's looking to get a, uh, that payday, $300 million, $400 million payday, wanting to take it easy and be sure and not throw that away. But also you got to look at the flip side of it because now I know Baltimore on their end, they're looking at it like, well, we don't, we're not going to pay you the same, the same as these guys because you're not on the field as much. Yeah. So I do think there's a concern there, but also like – that's his style. Like you have to be okay with with that. Like even as a Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts, you know he's my quarterback. I worry about the running, but you also have to understand yeah. like that's what makes him him. Like if he doesn't do that, he's not the same. And it's the same for Lamar. Like I think I I've always given I think Lamar more credit than the average person as a passer because I do think he can throw the ball. Um, but his like he's he's Michael Vick 2.0. You can't. He's not going to stay in the pocket. Yeah. He's not. Like you want him to be a little more cautious. You know, not take as many hits. But that's his game. You can't change his game because he's not going to be the MVP. And Danny Dimes, Vanilla Vic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vanilla Vic, right there. I mean, I, I agree with you though. I mean, Lamar is just uh, at least Lamar's injuries aren't head related. But yeah. Miami said, I've read a report. I think Sheffler put it out there that Miami is not. I mean, Miami two is not more prone to a concussion more than any other player. But at this point, I mean, he's just proven it to be a. You know, injury prone, so it's tough. I would like Lamar. I would like a healthy Tua. So it's Dolphins are in a weird position. They're positioned to win now, but they got to make the right decision either. Right. But Dolphins history, they always make the wrong decision. They always, do. they always make the wrong decision. So it's uh, it's tough as a fan, oh but I'll always be a fan. You guys are in a better position than me right now. Flanny's rolling with his boys, the Eagles. He's breaking good, Elray's man. heart. Feel good. We're gonna be in here partying. No, but I, I do think between our three teams, I think we can all feel good about the oh, future. hundred percent. Like I, I certainly do. I think like you mentioned with Dan Jones coming in the year, eh, but I think now it's like all right, he absolutely needs another year. Like of course you can see the development. Coach. You didn't see what he was and Dable. Look what Dable did with Josh Allen, right? Look what he did in Alabama with Hurts and other guys. So like I think now you ha- you're more likely to stick with him. And like you said, they have a nucleus around him. So. Yeah. I mean, the division, hey, uh, people used to talk, and you know, the NFC fan was like the NFC least and all the, I'm like, well, we got three teams in the playoffs. So, like, clearly something's happening. Almost four. Almost, yeah. Literally, Washington yeah. was uh, like half a game away from getting in, so. I don't want to continue. I know Cam got to go, but I, still, I don't understand the, the, the Heineke benching. Made no sense to me. Made no sense to me. Wentz sucked. You gotta put Heineken in the bench for a fucking wet, wet sticks. Uh, it's the yeah, same as uh, like the the Zappy and Mac Jones thing. Why would you bench Zappy? My been... thing is like it, Glad it, it did. it's one of those like NFL things. Like, well, we drafted this guy tenth overall. We gotta play him, and it's like okay, but Zappy came in. You don't owe Mac Jones anything more than you owed Taylor Zappy. So if mm-hmm. he's playing well, just ride the wave, like, and then make the decision. And Heineken was the same. I'm like, yeah. you know, what you have in Carson Wentz. Like to the fact that they had Sam Howell out there in the last game because Heineken, like those guys weren't healthy. I'm like. And this is from an Eagles guy. Like, I know what Wentz can do, what he can't do. I know what's, what's good and what's bad. The injury stuff has broken him. Like, yeah. he's just broken. And it sucks, but it's what it is. So, it's like... Imagine if your uh, coach staff at that point was like, you know what, Foles, hit the bench. We got Wentz back in. Bro, put Foles in. Anybody can be my quarterback. I don't give a shit. We want to rank. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Same. Like, you're, like, as an Eagles fan, it's like, all right, Nick Foles was my Super Bowl winner. Nick Foles fucking... Damn near outplayed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter what else he's done in his career. Like he showed up in that playoff run and in the Super Bowl, so it's like I'm not gonna look at that Super Bowl win any differently because we did it with a backup. If anything, it's probably a little tougher to have done it with a backup yeah. who only started, you know, when the playoffs came around. It's tough to make that sub too with the quarterback. Like it's really, really hard. But I mean, you gotta roll with the hot hand. I mean, yeah. once, once he starts not falling apart, but if Zappy, you know, and Heineke, if they weren't playing well, then you could see it. All right, put yeah. back. Put and and that's that easy because you can always go back there. Like, yeah, that's an you easy have that decision fit, you know, to make. Reassurance, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, weird, weird decision on, my, on that part. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys came through. I mean, do you have any uh, last words, Cam? I know you're going to school soon, so it might be tough to reconnect. But I'm glad you came by for three podcasts in your break. Um, 
Yeah, anything you should be looking forward for Cam? Any uh, news people should be looking out for? Uh, well, just stay tuned for more episodes of Cam's Corner. Go subscribe at uh, Cam's Corner, Cam's One Corner on all social medias. Uh, i got some cool stuff planned in the future. Um, and again, if, if we want to do more episodes, you know, finishing the brackets out, I'd be happy to join over Zoom if I'm down yeah. at school. Uh, you know, if we want to get an episode, more episodes in, uh, definitely keep, you know, following along on the, on the bracket part. That'll be fun. And uh, yeah, again, like I said, stay tuned. Got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, make sure you check out your boy on ESPN Plus for URI basketball games. Got a game tomorrow. Show you, shout out to the URI women's team. Oh, they're cooking. Because yeah. they are cooking right now, and they don't get nearly enough love and respect. And I know when I was at URI, I used to, in the men's team when I was at URI, was good. And they had a really good team at that time. Um, but I used to love watching the women play. And like now seeing how good they are, uh, I'm excited for that program to, to see them come back up. Uh, and be you know competing in, in, in the conference and, and, and just nationally. I think it's just dope that mm-hmm. the women are, are kind of getting back to that point. Yeah. Hopefully the men will get back this soon. I, know. I hope so. It'll be a long road, but I hope. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big fan of women's basketball because you were at the WNBA finals. Yeah, yeah, I went to... Uh, if I knew you went, I would have went. Yeah, no, I went. Shout out to my buddy Eli. Um, it was just kind of a thing. We are at work talking about it, and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is a WNBA Finals game tomorrow, and it was ended up. It could have been the closeout game. It ended up being the closeout game, and I was like, "When else can you say you went to like a finals game for like twenty bucks?" And we literally wow. sat in like the uh, right behind the Aces bench where like their whole family was. So it was cool. We were talking to like um, uh, Becky Hammond's grandmother and like the whole team and stuff. So that was dope to see. Like, and yo, I love women's basketball. I will watch women's basketball all day, every day. Um, as like a, a basketball coach, it's kind of like the purest form of basketball you're going to see. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so from a coach's standpoint, it's always dope to see. But also like, yo, they, I just saw a video the other day of like this 14-year-old girl who's like catching windmills. I see Like that. the women's wow. game is really about to change, I think, in the next few years in a positive way. Uh, so I just hope like the infrastructure and the WNBA and all these different leagues are ready for that and can really support it. Uh, yeah, I, I love women's basketball. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And uh, any lasting closing words for you, Flanny? I mean, I see you again for another year. I don't know. It's tough to get you sometimes. We got you here. Yeah. It'll like, all depend on what the rest of these playoffs shake out like. <laughs> well, if they win, you're coming back and talking no, that no, trash. No, yeah, yeah. Well, if they come back, 100% is the first place I'm coming. <laughs> I, gotta, I definitely got to cut a Ric Flair, plomo, Ric Flair promo if that happens. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, you can find me Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, Flanny. Um, just sharing a whole bunch of randomness at all random times. Obviously, heavy sports related. Um, but just a little bit of everything. So you can follow me there. Like I said... Uh, super excited to see uh, what's going to come from RAFC uh, in the coming days, months, years. Uh, so definitely love to keep folks updated on that. Uh, but yeah, just in general, obviously, hopefully get back here soon and be able to talk some stuff. Uh, well, basketball, I'm excited to talk basketball. Oh, sure. Uh, especially NBA as we get to this all-star break and stuff. The parody in the NBA right now is so awesome. Like yeah. Having lead pass is the best thing in the world right now. It's so dope to just on a random day be like, oh, I want to watch the Magic this day. I want to watch the Cavs this day. Oh, for sure. A lot of exciting basketball. It'd be a cool one to do uh, us three and L right because we're all yeah. big basketball guys. Might have to take the pot on the road to Kingston. I'm down. We might have to. I'm so down. Whatever you want. Name, time, and place. I'm down. Anytime. Oh, this mixer is portable, baby. We can do it. So I'm glad you guys came through. It's NFL 2022. NFL hey, kids, don't do what Mike McDaniels did. Stay off the vapes. They're not good for you. <laughs> That's definitely why the clock management was so bad in that last minute. My oh. man was too high on the cotton candy vape. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. That that <laughs> mf'er. That motherfucker. But, um, yeah, they, I had them. Can I get a uh, plenty of sauce? You're in a rush, rush, rush. A little bit, yeah. Kinda. Fuck, fuck my bad. No, you're good. No worries. All right, cool. I had another uh, topic, but we can do it next time. My guy, thanks for coming through, Cam. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate no you, Flanny. Make sure you follow your boy, EG Pot, on all social medias. It's 4FF on all social medias. Let's get it, baby. Sir.